What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, folks. Good day, good day, good day, good day, good day. Uh, Ottawa, we are coming to your town very soon. We're doing a live show in Ottawa on the date of June 8th. June 8th. That's correct. That's coming up real soon. Yep. It's almost June. Yep. Uh, tickets are going to be going up uh, probably tomorrow. So uh, if you want to get some tickets, it's a, it's a nice, cozy little venue, so we're not going to be selling a ton of seats, mm-hmm. uh, but we're very excited for all of our friends out in Ottawa to come out and hang out with us and check the spot out. So uh, keep your eyes peeled to both of our Instagrams and uh, even our even our uh, Turn Me On Instagram, even though we barely use it. Um, and the show is happening um, uh, June 8th. I believe the show is uh, set to happen at 6 o'clock. A nice civilized Mm -hmm. time of evening to Mm -hmm. be Mm -hmm. entertained Mm -hmm. and still get home to bed uh, at the healthy, healthy hour of 8.30, like me. Yeah, a reasonable time. Yeah. A reasonable time. Indeed. Um, So that'll be fun. Uh, Looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing you, Ottawa. And uh, we got a great conversation for you today. 
Uh, we're going to get into it in a bit, but before we do, we're talking to Johnny G, a new budding male porn star. Yeah, and it's about time we talk to a male in the sex industry. We've got a lot of females on the show. We, you know, a lot of a lot of those OnlyFans models that are making b- 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 bank yeah. and. Uh, yeah, and we wanted to hear from uh, folks who were males uh, working in the, or non-females, I should say, working in the sex work industry. And this wasn't even, this this guest didn't even come our way from, no, no. from one of you folks. So no. I bet some no. of you know some top earning males on OnlyFans. We'd still love to yes, chat with them. Yes, send them our way for sure. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that conversation with Johnny G, um, I want to I wanna go into a little bit of listener mail that brought something to my attention. Oh, cool. Um, so we, uh, let's go with R sent us this because, uh, they didn't give me consent to say the name. Um, R said, not a brain boner, but very cool. He said, hi fam, long time listener. And I've written in a few times. I was browsing Reddit this afternoon and came across a post where a woman became aware of the term beef curtains to describe labia, a term I hate with the fire of 10,000 suns. One of the most top comments was linked to this very cool study done on what the, quote, average external female genitalia looks like. I just listened to the host episode where you were talking about penis prosthetics and the average size of men's penises, and I thought this is a neat side-by-side comparison, so to speak. Thanks for the awesome content. All right. Uh, So that was referring to an episode we did kind of recently, and we were talking about, you know, male genitalia in media and in film and television. There's a lot of like males that are using prosthetics. And then I was talking about the, you know, the size of my penis. And then we were talking about the size of penises in general in the world. So this, this is from, uh, scribed.com, which I don't know what scribed is, but it's, it looks like it's some, it seems like it's, um, it seems like it's a bunch of like, what do you call those things? Like, um, like studies and stuff. And it looks like there's like books and everything. It's got Maybe. everything on here. Okay. Um, but anyway, this is uh, this is from Gyno Diversity. It's called Classification of the Anatomical Variation in Female External Genitalia. So I kind of briefly went through this when they sent it my way and uh, when R sent it. And it's super interesting. Okay. I've seen a fair amount of vaginas in my life mm-hmm. and they all are extraordinarily different. I've never seen two vaginas that look even remotely similar. They're always different. <clears throat> but really... like remotely similar, like penises are remotely similar to one another, but they are also extremely different. They're also very, extra- they can be extraordinarily different, yeah. you know? But like, I've never seen two vaginas where I went, oh, that, that vagina reminds me of <laughs> like that other person's vagina. They're always, I'm always like, whoa, here, whoa, look at this one. This is way different. Right. They're always very different. And so, but I've never really thought about that until I was going through this. And I went, wow, yeah, wow. There's so much variation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really specific, the variation, like the classification of the variation, which I, didn't, I also didn't really realize. But okay. it makes a lot of sense to me. And this will probably make a lot of sense to you, especially with the work that you're doing in, like, like in anatomy right. in class and stuff. Okay. So the objectives of the study, uh, to create a comprehensive, richly illustrated classification for the naturally occurring anatomical variation in the female external genitalia to create awareness about and acknowledgement of the extent of variation. Um, It was a observational cross-sectional study. The population was about 310 women between 18 and 55 years old. 
Okay. A cross-sectional study using digital photography of the female external genitalia. Uh, the main anatomical aspects, relation of the clitoris, hood, and inner lips, shape, width, texture, and relative length and breadth of the hood, shape, protrusion, thickness, texture, relative length and span of the inner lips, thickness, texture, and length of the vulva. So pretty in-depth. Yeah. Results. There was a wide range of variation uh, that was found for the observed anatomical aspects. The resulting classification is a robust system to describe and map this diversity. Okay. And the conclusion was women uh, vary widely in genital appearance. This variation can now be classified and mapped. That would allow for uh, statistical analysis of the different anatomical aspects. Aspects, excuse me. So they got like terminology and abbreviations at the at the top of this. So you've got like hood, which is the the skin that covers the clitoris. You've got anterior and posterior, which I think is just referring to like the front and the back of the body. Yep. Proximal and distal. Uh, proximal is closest to the trunk. Distal is further away from the trunk. Yeah, so close to or away from the center of the body, respectively, back or front of the photos. Uh, lateral and medial away from or close to the midline of the body. Yeah. VL, so that's, v, uh, I guess that's for viewers left, and VR, which is viewers right. Okay. So the method, so uh, for the observational cross-study, cross-sectional study, 310 participants were recruited online and asked to anatom- uh, sorry, anonymously submit standardized photos of their genitalia, mm-hmm. taking, uh, taken according to the gynodiversity shooting guide. Age, country, and ethnicity were recorded. Based on the submitted photos, the skin type was determined according to the Fitzpatrick scale, which that, I don't know what that is. That sounds kind of cool. I will look it up. Keep talking. Fitzpatrick scale. Looking it up. So here's a really interesting thing about this this whole study. So they they go on to say in the introduction, about 90% of all women have been self-conscious about their genital appearance at some point, which is a staggering number, usually during adolescence or as young adults. Pictures of lady parts. <laughs> say lady parts. Pictures of lady parts in adult magazines and websites are largely to blame for this because those pictures are usually selected or even edited for a tidy, desirable appearance. This creates the unrealistic image of what real life lady parts actually look like. Therefore, many girls and women do not know what can be considered normal. Their insecurities can be largely eliminated by showing what real-life lady parts look like. Why do they keep saying lady parts? This is what this is why Isn't we that created. A band? I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of like this is why uh, their insecurities can largely be eliminated by showing what real-life pussies look like. I think that's what they should they should have said. Oh, you're just putting that word in there. I'm for putting you? that in there. Yeah. Uh, this is why they, we created Gynodiversity, a crowdsourced body positive project to showcase the wide range of variation found in female external genitalia. We aim to do this as follows. The images we receive are cropped and color corrected based on the Fitzpatrick scale and where needed, adjusted for unwanted shadows or highlights. So the Fitzpatrick scale, just FYI, is a, is a way of classifying um, ranges of human skin color. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, Nothing else will be retouched to keep the image as real as possible. The resulting images are placed in seamless grids called panels, making it clear at a glance the 
enormous variety in shape, texture, color, and size. Since the project was started in 2010, more than 2,300 women have been kind and brave enough to participate. Holy shit. As the project grew, How and many? we saw 2,300. Uh, as the project grew, and we saw and compared more and more lady parts we, as we processed them and placed them into the panels. So they took their own photos of their own vulvas. That's right. And okay. then they, and then these guys, gyno, uh, gyno, gyno guys, gyno, gyno, gyno guys, the gyno <laughs> dudes, gyno diversity takes the photos, barely edits them, just like fixes things with like shadows, shadows and stuff. Right. Um, and all this is in, in to, to help increase awareness around and about acknowledging the wide range of variation. So, um, it's pretty fucking intense, like how deep this goes. They have. Um, Do you have the pictures there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how can our listeners find this? Well, so you can go to I would say uh, Google um, gyno diversity study. Okay. Female external genitalia. You can probably find it there. Okay, and you're looking for a website that is scribed. Scribed dot com. Dot yeah. com. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, actually, you know what? I'll put the link in the show notes. Great idea. Uh, so number one, common anatomical aspects. The anatomical aspects described in this chapter are common in the sense that they are present in some form in all women. In other words, every woman fits into exactly one of these classes contained by these aspects. So you've got 1.1, the vulva. This section deals with the anatomical aspects that involve the vulva as a whole. The 1.1.1, protrusion, any or outie. Right. The main source of anxiety is probably visibility and protrusion of the inner lips mm -hmm. and or hood when standing up. Whether or not the hood and or inner lips stick out, an innie or an outie. Below are depictions, uh, reference images and probability of the variation regarding protrusion of the hood and inner lips. So you have variations within any appearance. So the innie, the hood and inner lips are deep set and are hidden from view by the outer lips, mm -hmm. which form a cleft together. So mm -hmm. like the kind of camel toe sort of thing. Yeah. Note, this variation is the only actual any variation where there is no protrusion at all. This is found in 27% of women. So this, this any, oh, yeah. uh, this any variation where the inner lips like. and the hoods are kind of like... Then you have moderate outie lips. Either or both of the inner lips are visible and stick out. The hood does not and is hidden from view by the outer lips. So the inner lips are visible, but the clit, the hood is not. Okay. And uh, it also forms that sort of cleft in the front. The inner lips are at least flush with the outer lips. And they stick out no more than their thickness. It's so specific. Say that again. So, so the inner lips that are that yeah. are showing, yeah, are at least flush with the outer lips, okay, and they stick out no more than their thickness. Okay, so if the so inner this variation labia can appear to be an any, but, but it's it's a moderate outie is only <laughs> like a couple millimeters thick, exactly. and it sticks out. So you see, but not more than a couple of millimeters. Then that's sort of a... So that's, that's found in 10% of women. Okay. So the, so the first were 27 yep. and then 10. Yep. Out of these are out of the 2,300 women, we'll, we'll, we'll use their terminology, yeah, yeah. Um, that they had in the study. Yes. Okay. Now, 
uh, marked Audi lips. So like, like very much Audi lips. Yeah. 2% of women. Either or both of the inner lips are very visible and stick out no less than their thickness. Um, the hood is mostly covered by the outer lips, which form a cleft at the very front. Also, this Audi often is wide. This Audi often is wider. This variation can appear to be an innie. And this is two uh, percent of women. Also so this is like is, is like standing standing up upright. All right. Variations with an Audi appearance. So then they go into like variations of Audis. So you've got like flush Audi. Which, which looks is like, like this. Barely any kind of like the like oh, the cleft yeah, palate is like or the, the cleft palate. The cleft is like not really formed. Yeah. You've got the moderate Audi. Okay. So both the hood and the inner lips are visible and uh and either or both stick out beyond the level of the outer lips. Okay. And then you've got the market Audi. So this would be like this would be like what that like stupid term beef curtains. Oh, I you see. You know, so it's like you can really see the inner lips. They're very visible, they stick out. They stick out Beef beyond the level of the like outer lips. A generic name for all vulvas. No, no, okay. that was you know what? Be, I, like I don't know if Dane Cook coined the term, oh. but it was definitely. I remember like back in the day, Dane Cook had like a bit about beef curtains. Okay, and it was. I think the idea was that it was just like long inner lips, right? Like long labia. Yeah. Um. Okay. But it's not that they're long. It's just that they. They don't, that they just, they, they're out. They're out. Yeah, they're outies. <laughs> so that's just, that, that's literally just the, the vulva. Okay. They go into the hood. So the different shapes of clitoral hoods. Let's talk about that because I don't know. All right. See, the closest I've, you, you've seen probably in real life, IRL. The, the, the hood or, images are wild. Like it's just, and when I, when I say wild, I just mean so much variation. It's fucking crazy. Um, the most, so I get my, I do my viewing of the vagina on a, on the vulva ga gallery, um, ooh, which is an ooh. Instagram post that I follow. And that's kind yeah. of where I've started to see a lot more variations because. Yeah. I well, I mean, going through just this study, you're going to see a fuckload. Okay. Um, the hood, this section deals with the anatomical aspects that involve the hood. Uh, below are, are descriptions, reference images, and probability of the variations observed in the shape of the hood. So you've got pointed. So the hood tapers towards a, a more or less a sharp top. So it's, yeah. like a, it's like a sharp tip. Yeah. Um, slanted edges may be straight or slightly curved. That's found in 23% of women. Then you've got a rounded hood. So the hood is rounded at the top, not like a little point, uh -huh. but it's rounded. The edges may be parallel or slanted. This shape is not always apparent in uh, caudal view. C-A-U-D-A-L. Caudal, caudal is view. looking from the head down. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Uh, in frontal okay. view, it's easier to spot. So just looking frontal. Straight on, yeah. That's 15% of women. Then you've got a square hood. Oh, what's that look like? The hood appears to have a square top as if, uh, as if cut off because the the IT dissolves into the pubic mound without a clear border. The edges may be parallel or slanted. So this this one is 56% of women oh. have a square top. It looks like that. So like, uh, see how you have like, you've got the point, yeah. sharp. Yeah. You've got the round. Yeah, yeah. And then the square is sort of, there's not really a oh. point or a round. And that, that one seems to be the most common. 
that's interesting. But then this one's really interesting. This one's called the wedge shape. Yeah. The hood is either slightly wedge-shaped itself or has a wedge-shaped appearance because it is partially covered by the outer lips. It widens towards the top, can be seen best in frontal view. So it's like it's almost like the upside-down point. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? So many different... I'm going to have to look more closely at those because it, it doesn't feel as... Uh... In very rare cases, the dominant outer folds of the hood form a double V-shaped top. There's like a okay, yeah. I I mean, it's like a double V, like a a double double V. Um, I lied about uh, caudal view. I can't quite tell. I know that I've come up with that word in school before, but caudal means pertaining to the tail or posterior or hind part of a body. So I guess it means from behind. Right. Okay. They go into texture, so like skin texture. You've got smooth, slight, moderate, marked, marked. Okay. Um, marked. Marked. The skin is very uh, marked. Is the skin is very rough texture, consisting of pronounced ruffles and often uh, very prominent creases and folds, which is like the complete opposite of smooth, which is the skin is completely smooth. Mm. And then they go into the breadth of the hood. What's breadth? Uh, which I think is like the width. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's more so like the like the sort of like length of so the cleft of the of the hood itself. Right. The relative breadth of oh, the of hood the is hood. defined as the breadth of the hood divided by the length of the vulva. So, wow, that's very. It ranges from between seven to thirty-three percent of the length of the vulva. So, like. How long, how, how wide is the hood in comparison to the vulva itself? Okay. And that can range from 7% to 33%. I just can't help but picture a bunch of like nerdy, adorable scientists like with yeah. measuring tapes and, yeah. and like all crowded around. Yeah. The average relative length of the hood is 34%. Okay. Like 34% of the length of the vulva. Right? So if the vulva was 100% in length, like you mark the top of your hood to yeah. the bottom of your like vestibule. Yeah. That would be 100% of okay. your vulva. Okay. And the average length of the hood. The breadth or the length? The, the average length is 34% oh, of the vulva. Which is basically a third. Yeah. Okay, yep. that's interesting. I I wonder how it's many crazy man. Uh, does your here's a question I There's don't so know. So many vaginas in here. Look at all these vaginas. There's so many of them. So crazy to me. Do they all have their hair removed? Um, it photos? does. Uh, no, no. There's some with hair. I mean, like there's some pubic hair here, but a lot of them don't have hair, like actually on the labia on the labia itself. This is a really interesting one that I that I that I liked earlier was like the shape. So like the shape of the of the actual lips. So there's like egg shaped and lance shaped. Oh, sorry, what's diamond a, shaped? What are lance shaped? Lance Labia? shaped. Uh, uh, lance shaped inner lips. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so is a lance a lance is a weapon, isn't it? And a uh, yeah. So the inner lip, lance shaped, is the inner lip has a narrow profile shaped like the upside down tip of a lance. Wow. The lance, like like a. Yeah. Diamond shaped, like literal diamond shaped. Yeah. 
uh, pear shaped. Heart shaped, you know, a little heart. Yeah. Spatula shaped. Like more, probably more square, like. No, no, literally like a spatula, like well, you're about I to flip a pancake. Here. Uh. See what I mean? There's a spatula right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So it's really it's spindle shaped. Show me that one too, because I can describe this for our Sp- listeners. So basically, with the shape, I don't know. We're what a really is. outlining just one side the viewer's right side the vagina's left side it's just like a white chalk drawing along the outline of the of one side of the inner labia that gives it its name but it's wild that there even that there are that many similarities yep to be able to categorize them like that how many are how many different categories are there for just the shape of the inner labia what what did you call that what's what's that measurement called exactly the inner, the inner lips, like the shape yeah. of the inner lips, just shape, the of shape the of the inner lips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They go into. They also go into the. Um, what's it called? The fourchette. What is it called? I don't know. The fourchette. How the inner uh, fourchette. How the inner lips meet the at the back. So like. Oh, like near your butthole. Yeah, I mean. Fourchette. Not that far back, but yeah. Well, for some people, those two pieces I mean, maybe, bits yeah. are very yeah, right. close together. Yeah. Um, fourchette is a fork, in French. Perineum, they get into that. Orchette vagina. Perineum, the perineum is is the 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 space between the asshole it's and the, the, actual, and the so hole. Smooth. So, so they what, actually. Do you like, think it's usually smooth, or is that? Am I just assuming? Um, so they go into um, variations found in the perineum. So you've got regular skin, you've got rough patches, you've got diagonal ridges, you have raphe, R A P H E with an accent. I've seen that word before. Patches, ridges, and or raphe. R A P E, not H E. R A P H E. Oh, H E. Uh, Raphe is a ridge of skin is present along the midline, may split into two branches at the front, forming a Y shape. Yeah, it's just a seam. Yeah, it's right. Seam. It lo- yeah, right. It looks like a seam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fucking crazy, eh? Like just, That's just a really bunch neat. of bunch of interesting pussies in here. Cool. I yeah. love it. I love that there's so much variation. Then they get into the color of the vulva. And they get into the Fitzpatrick types and colors. Like there, this is, this is pages and pages and pages of, of research. Of, uh, yes, yeah. Like it is. This is very. This is one of the most extensive like online pieces of research I've come across. So the color and Fitzpatrick scale are they? Are these models? These humans? Um, are they? Are they showing? like the inside of their labia or then like the vaginal opening and things? No, no, it's all, it's all pretty much the outside. It's all okay. the external, this is all external anatomy. I would think that because the shade, the pigment of skin yeah, so on like the inside if, if and you outside look at the is so here, different. They have type one. So type one's just like, you know, fucking like gingers, like, like really fair skinned, right? This section shows the colors found in the skin, outer lips and inner lips of women with skin type one. The probability of a given color is illustrated by the size of its swatch. So, so you've got like taupe pink, outside? sheer pink, timeless pink. So it's inside or outside? It's a. It, I mean, it's a. It's a. It's both, but they're not going inside. No, but like in that photo on the right hand side, there, there's like the out. There's you have the, color the of you have the, the outer lips and the inner lips. Yeah. Okay. Not they're not. I'm not spreading the the, the labia and going. What's inside? It's all external. Well, the inner lips are inside for some of us. I, I know that. So are they looking at that color or are they looking at the outside color? If you can see it, 
from the external, then yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck, man. I mean, like... I it, don't know where, how to categorize. I don't know where to put this information in my brain if I don't ask the specific questions. Like, where... Tonight when I'm dreaming and my brain's trying to figure out what to do with this information, it's going to be like, we don't know what to do with this, and then I'll just forget it. Well, the results and the conclusion of this whole thing is all vulva... All vulva? Vulva... What's vulva? Vulvae? Vulvae? All vulva. <laughs> absorbed on the population. <laughs> One of the categories contained within each of the common anatomical. Oh, I'm that stuff. Additionally, occasional anatomical variations are found in small percentages of the population. Given the size of the population, the existence of vulvae, vulval, that would require additional categories to be added to the classification can be able to map them if is possible. We plan to expand the po- expand the population as we receive more contributions that are suitable and update this document r- accordingly. However, the current classification resulting from the study is probably comprehensive enough to successfully map and describe the vast majority of naturally occurring variation found in the female external genitalia. You know, now, do you think do you, would you submit to this? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, the shooting guide is right here. They have a gynodiver- gynodiversity.com slash shooting dash guide dot html. So that, that's where you can get the shooting guide. I would say you could probably go to gyno, gyno diversity bros. Uh, gynodiversity.com is where you could probably go to actually uh, submit if you wanted to submit. I had to schedule a uh, Brazilian before I do that. Yeah. Because none of those Truth. vulvas had hair on the labia. This is true. Yeah, yeah, this is true. They looked pretty clean. Yeah. Cleaned up. Yeah. yeah. Not that there's anything unclean about hair. No, no. That's Just not what I meant. Hairless. Not like a hairless cat is cleaner than a hair full cat. Uh, I bet you it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say that's that actually is true. Really? Yeah, think about think about like, you know, Donut's fucking mustache, dude. Yeah. Ugh. It stinks. It's gross. His hair is so long on his fucking mustache that it just gets well, smelly. Whose fault is that? Well, it's mine. Yeah. But but if he didn't have any hair, he yeah. wouldn't have a smelly mustache. No, that's true. But we love your smelly mustache. Um, okay, well, story. I would like to see a similar thing done on on um, peni <laughs> because I've. Seen I'd like more to see a similar thing on buttholes. Oh my god, that would be buttholes great. Because buttholes are buttholes. I've seen a lot of buttholes, and some buttholes are really cute. Some buttholes are really not. What makes an uncute butthole? I don't want to get into that. That's a because per- it's subjective, right? Right, right. So I don't want to say that and then have someone fucking feel sad because they're like, "Well, my butthole, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my butthole's got a bunch of things hanging off it." I wonder if uh, it is. But I love a cute butthole. Yeah, who doesn't love a cute butthole? Nice. Johnny G. Uh, he, he don't. No, he has a I cute mean, butthole. He just doesn't want anyone. He doesn't want anyone a, messing it. with. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I've seen more peni than I have vulvae, and I am always like intrigued by the different, as particularly, like, uh, well, I was just gonna say like for the Fitzpatrick scale, like skin tone can of, be of penises can be so different, right? Um, obviously once once. They're erect. They're I find I, I find co- I find cocks are oftentimes just naturally more tan. 
They seem so tan. Yeah, they're always they're always darker than the Why? rest. Of, I don't know. I, I don't know. It might be like a blood thing. I mean, it's a fucking organ hanging off you, so I don't know. I suppose that's true. It's not normal. It's not like you're just any normal appendage. You know, there's a lot more blood flow there, so that probably darkens it. There's just blood sitting in there. I would yeah. imagine it's yeah. like it's upflow, like back to the heart can't be. Yeah. Doing much, but even like ball like testicle differences oh, oh yeah you got some real hangy ones you got Super some tight, hangy ones. tight i mean but some Large can hang ones. i mean mine hang and sometimes they hang sometimes they're up tight up tight yeah sometimes some ch- they're smooth sometimes they're wrinkly they just change constantly they're almost never smooth from my experience they're unless you, you you'd make them smooth which you can do just by kind of pulling them on a little bit and like just mine, gently mine gets smooth when they're hard, when your dick's hard? Uh, yeah, and if, or if I'm, like, relaxed. They're smooth? Yeah, smooth as eggs. They're not baggy? Nope. They're not even, a, are you sure? Yeah. They get tight and smooth. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, well, uh, the more you know. So we learned something. Check uh, out the Vulva Gallery if if you want to see I'd, some cartoon uh, sketch, yeah. not cartoon, I shouldn't say cartoon, but like sketch well, out it, versions. Yeah, it is, it is cartoon. It's a similar kind of project, I think. It's drawn, in that hand-drawn. They're, they're hand-drawn uh, submissions based on real, actual yeah. vulvas. Yeah. Um, and it's a pretty great thing to do. Because like, here's something I'll admit to, is it hasn't always been easy to look at my own genitalia. Uh, mostly just because it was never like, I don't think I did it until I was maybe in my 20s. Like, ever just take a look. It's right. different for a penile owner. Fucking looking at 10, you can't 20, have no 20, choice. 29 times a day. You have no choice. And which actually... Some people, though. Some people can't see their dick. That's that's probably true. And um, But, like, even, you know, cause it was like I was out in the woods yesterday and I feel like the it's really important to check for ticks, especially around yeah. warm folds. So, yeah. like... You gotta check your butthole, and that can be a re- very humbling. Like I've had laser hair removal. Wait, I should be checking my butthole for ticks. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. When was the last time you looked at your butthole? Well, never. But I'm like, I'm always, it, I'm always. How could you have never looked at your butthole after like, five like, years of doing like, this I podcast? I don't like looking at my butthole. Have you looked at it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I don't like it. I don't have a cute butthole. I have an ugly butthole. That's why I don't like looking at it. But I, but I, uh, I have a very close relationship with my butthole because I'm constantly shooting water up in onto it with my bidet. And then do you have to kind of like wag your tail to shake the water off? Like, no. what do you do with the water? I just dry it. With what? With a little bit of toilet paper or okay. a towel. Okay. Um, and then when I wash, and when I wash in the t- in the shower, yeah, I like wash my, I wash, I don't, wa- I don't do what you fucking do. I don't shove my finger up in there with soap because that's done that in years. not good. I haven't done that in years. But I do wash the hole itself with not my fingers. Not even a little bit inside? With my fingers with soap. Do you ever try to just put your own Fuck finger inside? No, dude. No. Not even just with water? No. Just just to get like the You're not just supposed inside to, you, part? You, no. It, no. You're not supposed to do that. That's the same as going, do I... Do I push soap up my urethra just to get the tip? What if your butthole is itchy? Would you would you do it then? No, I I no, I'd go use the tushy and make sure that that I wiped correctly. You don't get a you don't get an itchy butthole unless you just didn't properly wipe the shit off you. Oh, you might have worms. 
Uh, okay, yeah, well, never had that, so definitely don't know anything <laughs> about that. You've never had worms before? I'm pretty sure never no. Never dewormed? No. <laughs> the fuck? I grew up on a farm. How do you do that? You just, you like, it. sit on a thing of cottage cheese or something? No, you got to take, like, um, antibiotics for that. Okay, well, yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck, man, no way. No, this is the first time for everything. All right, well. Keep uh, us getting your nose that close to Donut's mustache. You're going to end up with some. Yeah. I don't, I don't let my nose get close. I don't know where this is coming from, but a flashback is coming to me of a time when I was on Reddit, which I don't go on Reddit, but I was searching for something. I ended up on Reddit. I think I might've been searching up something on buttholes. I must've been, that must've been what let me there. And I, and you can stumble on some wicked things on Reddit. Oh my God. And wild. And it was this fucking poor person. I really hope they're doing okay. But their post was like, uh, my butthole's been itchy for so long. Dude, really? Okay. That, uh, you know, it's been like years. I've been too embarrassed to go see a health professional about it. Caramba. It's going to be bad. And then by the time they got to one, they had, uh, they had like self-soothed by scratching their own butthole against things for so long that it had like perforated, it had perforated their butthole. Like created a new hole. Well, folks, uh, we're going to be in <laughs> Ottawa June 8th. And uh, keep your eyes peeled for tickets. Uh, Jeremy Saunders, at Jeremy Saunders <laughs> on Instagram, at Brian McLean on Instagram, and at Jeremy <laughs> on Podcast on Instagram. That's where you can get your tickets. Uh, and we can't wait to see you. It's going to be really fun. Listen, awesome, awesome episode lined up for you here. Johnny G, male porn star, wrote a book. Something called, about this feels like an OG episode, actually. It does, yeah, because he's kind of new to the game. Yeah. And sort of like just dived, decided to like leave his job and dive into fucking for a living. And we are grateful yeah. that he wanted to share. So, uh, so hope you enjoy this conversation with Johnny G. He wrote a book called How to Become a Male Porn Star in Six to Nine Days. That is actually the title. And uh, if you want, you can get the book 50% off. 50% off. With the um, promo code Johnny G, all caps, all one word. J-O-H-N-N-Y-G. And, yeah. And that's uh, at his website, doggystyle.com. And that's style with two Ys. No, doggy with two Ys. Uh, D-O-G-G-Y-S-T-Y-Y-L-E. I was on a completely different website then. Then that's, that's, a, that's, that's probably why you got your... Are you 100% sh- sure? I could... Okay. You want, okay. You want to do it just, now? Let's do all recording. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why don't you just try that? I tried. Try it right now. Put D-O-G-G-Y-S-T-Y-Y-L-E.com. Yeah. No. Go, folks. It's not going to take me there because... It is because that's a fucking website. <gasps> okay. So earlier when I, know, I, I know. was you trying to get... You don't get... have to explain it. You don't okay. have to explain it. That's why you got to the wrong website earlier. Okay. So... Doggy style, two wise in style, uh, dot com. You can get his book, 50% off. It's like fucking four bucks. You might as well just buy it just if you're looking for a good ebook. Yeah. And uh, and we hope you enjoy this conversation with Johnny. Ottawa, we're going to see you. Can't fucking wait to see you. If you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash turn me on, where you can watch this four play segment. And you can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And, uh, and turn me on podcast at gmail.com if you have anything to say or if you want to reach out to us or do whatever get on the show fucking anything do that alright now without further ado we're going to throw this conversation with Johnny G the new male porn star in town uh, well uh, and, and with that 
We'll see you on the other side. And that's the end of what we're going to say before the conversation. We'll see you on the other side. See you then. All right. Well, we're sitting down with Johnny G. Uh, author. Author. Um, male porn, porn star? star? Um, uh, per- perhaps, <laughs> maybe. Entertainer. Yeah, there we go. Okay. What do you enter on your tax return? <laughs> entertainer? Uh, I'm actually having someone else do my taxes. Oh, I've fantastic. Got a corporation set up, so. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta. I always argue. I always struggle with that with an, in, on tax time. They'll be like, you know, sometimes I'm an actor, sometimes I'm a filmmaker, and uh, occasionally I've hustled some money other ways and i'm like uh enter entertainer because you you can claim the most amount of uh tax you really uh, can yeah (laughs) uh open johnny uh first of all i I guess uh this is this i'm excited for this because this is the first time we've talked to um somebody in the uh, the adult entertainment sort of industry who isn't a female and um and uh, definitely the first male performer we've yeah. talked to. So that's really exciting because I've always wanted to talk to someone who's on that side of it, but as the male, mostly so that I can vicariously live through them because I do have this like this very faint fantasy of like one day deciding, all right, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a porn star. Uh but I A, <laughs> I would have no fucking idea where to start. B I don't even know if I have the chops to do it, really. I like to think that I do, but I don't think I really do. And then see, um, you know, I it's it's I, I think the biggest thing for me is like, where the fuck do you start? And I know, Johnny, that you've written a book that is uh, titled How to Be a Male Porn Star in Six to Nine Days, which is I'm obsessed with the title of title. this book. It's so good. Um, yeah. And yeah. so so I'm going to be real selfish here and ask you that question. If I was going to say, fuck it. I'm getting out of podcasting. I'm getting out of the entertainment world on this side, and I want to get into pornography. Where does one start? Where do you start? You start with a good picture. Okay. And that was the mistake that I had uh, coming in from people that were reading advertisements that I had for females to get into the business. They were not reading the advertisements, and they were sending me dick pics. Okay. And this is not how you solicit someone to work with you. Not even in the porn pornography business. Unsolicited uh, I need to, to be um, a little bit more aware of who you are. And that requires uh, usually some kind of facial like recognition. Like, okay, I see this person as a, uh, a male or a female, or um, I see you as a potential talent to work with women mm-hmm. or, or in a scene that I'm doing. But um, in general, it's very much like the modeling or acting business where you should be giving a portrait photo of yourself to start and then ask if they want to see your nudes. Okay. I feel like, I feel like that's just a kind of a good lesson uh, just all around in life. Uh, Never just start with the dick pic. You know, (laughs) I think, I think the unsolicited dick pic 
doesn't fit no matter it saw where its, it's brief coming time. from. It saw its brief time and it's out. It's yeah. gone now. Yeah. yeah. But that makes so, sense because you want to make sure that the person that you're bringing into your professional like uh, work site is someone who is an actual like full human being and not some not, not just a penis. But you know? I, I guess to, to your point there, though, Johnny, did you did you mention that it's it's a bit different for women? Like like the the sort of like nudes being like if, if it was on the, if it was the other side and you know someone's looking to book talent for 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 a, a, a feature or something and they're looking for women are they more so focused on like show us the nudes show us what's under the clothes it, well you can be naked or you can have clothes on as a female there's more content creators that are quick to jump on whatever female body is coming into the, the flow here into right. the the feed um, if you are a female, you can also talk to agents a lot easier than you can being a man. Mm. So it, there's differences in terms of who you can talk to and in terms of uh, what materials or promotional items that you're presenting. If it's uh, nudes, video, whatnot, men are very quick to, to accept things just because it's, I, I say this kind of vulgar, it's a whole like mm. that's something to fill. They got it. And that's all they need. Mm. And um, a lot of the producers and content creators, technically there's some laws about this that say that um, in order to conduct porn, you can't be the talent and the producer in some areas. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but this does, this is kind of like, uh, there's a couple loopholes in this where producers are looking for new talent and they really they're just trying to get as many people as they can for, right, right, right. for females so and men if you're gay sure it's almost the same thing for, for okay. gay men right where did you where did you get your start I, like i know that you're you're not you haven't been in the industry forever but uh you it's it, it in terms of like getting into it when 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 did that happen and and what was the catalyst for that like what made you decide one day that you're like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do porn this is such a crazy story because I actually met someone that um, had a similar lifestyle, but was a little different. Uh, I was a travel influencer and huh. I traveled to 31 countries, over 250 cities consecutively. I was in a different city almost every week. And when I was traveling, I was getting everything for free, but I didn't make money. I was mm. actually just kind of like trading things, but I had a lot of sex. Yeah. I had a, a lot of sex, like uh, probably a different, almost a different person in every city. Right. So I was traveling, having this amazing lifestyle and people were like, how are you a gigolo? They're, they're <laughs> like, are, are you a male process? Like, how are you living? Mm. Yeah. And I, I said, no, I'm a travel influencer. Well, COVID hit and kind of shut things down for me. There, there are a couple of bad things that happened where I couldn't get back into the travel industry or the travel influencer industry. And uh, flowing through my TikTok, there's a guy, his name's Sterling Cooper, who was a male gigolo. And he's now giving advice on porn and all this stuff. And I started thinking about, you know what, maybe, maybe I should get into porn. And a lot of girls were like, oh my God, you should be a porn star. Are you a porn star? Like I, I had gotten that. And I don't know if it was a false compliment or something like that, mm. but it, it happened several times. And I just thought to myself, um, well, 
time to reskill myself, retool myself and get out there and do something. So I started to put together uh, a little content and create my own content. Um, but it was not recorded. It was live stream. So okay. I was having sex with Tinder dates. Oh, wow. And yeah. So girls didn't want to have their face seen, but they got thrilled by the camera mm -hmm. and they just, um, came over, we had sex, sometimes a one night thing, sometimes it was a recurring thing, sometimes they were on vacation, sometimes they were married. I mean, it, it was a lot of different uh, ways of interacting in front of the camera. But how would you how would you say like in terms of a Tinder date, like how would you how would that come up in conversation? How did you get how did you broach the subject of going, listen, this is uh, I'd love to go on a date with you. But also, by the way, I'm going to be filming this for same. some content. You don't so. have to film it. No, this is hilarious too. Uh, about a week ago, I had another podcast and right where I'm sitting, I had another person that I just met off Tinder 15 minutes before. She's like, Oh, can I sit in on your podcast? And I didn't tell her anything about me. I just said I was doing a, I had a podcast. And I'm like, you really want to sit in? And I, I send her like, LOL. I'm like, I kind of laughed. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. She sits down next to me and this podcast was about sex and and like the most sexual thing i've done in front of the camera and like what arouses me the most and this girl is listening i'm expecting her to like pick up her keys and, and yeah, head yeah, out yeah, the yeah. door yeah and she's hearing the most graphic stuff that you can imagine in the conversation and after the conversation after we hang up on the the podcast she just lays her head down in my lap and basically goes into a blowjob. So wow. okay. it worked for was, her. And that worked for her. That yeah, was, that was some yeah. foreplay listening to you talk yeah, on that, that podcast. It. It, it was kind of shock. I was not expecting that situation at all. Mm -hmm. so, I yeah. love this story because, uh, when, so Jeremy and I were married and, and about five and a half, maybe no, six years ago, uh, we yeah. started seeing other people and opening a relationship like to other partners and especially sexually. And I don't think we, we got married young. And so we were going through our, like a little slutty phases um, together, but separately uh, yeah. and sometimes together. Um, and, and I often thought on Tinder dates, like, Oh fuck, man, I kind of wish I was getting paid for this. Like I can just, I can go on a date. I can be, and not this is something to brag about, but like I can be not super into it, but still, have sex and still sell it still sell it have yeah. sex and and like in a way i was like i can still i kind of enjoy the game of it mm. man it'd be nice to get paid for this so i love that that's sort of the trajectory that you were like well i was doing tinder dating anyway yeah I, I, like it through that process where do you start to like again as someone who was never in it before and you start to kind of get into it like, where do you start to, uh, this is a kind of a really like probably a lame, like technical question, but like, where do you upload the content? Where are you start? Like, how do you get to a point of yeah, like putting it out there fans? to, to generate an audience, right? Because I feel like for most performers, regardless of what, it, what, it, what it is, whether it's adult entertainment industry or podcasters or actors or, you know, musicians, whatever. You need to have, you, have a following. You need to have a following. You need people who <laughs> want to, to not, kind not of be true. engaged. Okay. 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 Not true. Build, building your fan base is something that makes you wealthy and renowned, but not necessarily makes you money and gets you on track for being a porn star. Okay. Uh, being in front of the camera 
and either streaming. I think what your your question kind of is more related to is what platform do you put yourself on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have um, kind of a background for web development. So I have a little bit of knowledge on how things work for streaming and bandwidth and all this stuff. And I, I set up a website for it. And through my book, I actually let people go and register. They can set their profile up and see what it's all about in terms of how the streaming process works being on cam. But um, one of my first attempts at this was through Adult Friend Finder. They have a free streaming cam thing that you could do as an uh, unpaid member. And I was sitting there and people were paying me. I, hmm. I was getting tips and I'm like, this is interesting. And there's, there's a lot of other companies out there. Like I actually um, went to a convention last week for um, porn and awards through XBiz and mm-hmm. Chatterbait was their host or yeah. sorry, their, their sponsor and Chatterbait's massive. I mean, they have a, a very large um, audience, and very large pool of models, live Jasmine's the biggest. These are streaming campsites. So mm. putting yourself out there, you will get attention. Um, in my book, I talk about how to actually get people to watch you. Most of the time, it's going to be finding your niche. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. let's talk about that. I want to hear right. more about the niche. Mm. So uh, I have um, a couple different ideas about this. And I am usually telling stories. I'm a storyteller. And I engage my audience through stories. And they, they'll ask me to see my dick or something like that. And that's in cam, cam, it's like a strip show, kind of like a, a um, I'm, I'm not really into it so much. I like live performance and actually putting together a, a screenplay or a little bit of a skit to do, to act out. But um, I like aggressive domination of females. And uh, it's not always part of my character. So I actually separated myself into two different dualities. I have a character that actually has a costume and then mm. this Johnny G. Okay. So uh, that's kind of my niche. It's um, aggressive, a little bit of psychotic behavior. And uh, if you've ever talked to women from Tinder, they, they watch um, serial killer documentaries relentlessly like a lot we love our we love our true crime yeah yeah and when you're with somebody that's aggressive it excites them and i'm not an entirely massive person so i'm 5'10 i'm not like 6'6 but i i can forcefully um intimidate a woman thoroughly enough to where she's excited and i Mm. think that's actually something necessary but finding your niche um people most people think it's dick like big dicks BBC, this is going to be the, the category that's going to mm. be bringing in the most views. Not necessarily. I mean, there's girls that like to watch guys getting their balls crushed, men that like to watch the same thing. There's spanking videos where someone just gets spanked the whole time. Um, people that dress up like furries. I mean, there's all kinds of different niches that you can find. Them. Yeah, there is a lid for every pot, as our uh, old yeah. friend James Cantor would say. I would like to be niched. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to have You'd someone... You'd like to be niche? Yeah, okay. So, just sidebar here. Um, <laughs> one time I went to see... So, Jeremy and I are also actors. We both went to acting school. That's where we met. And one time I was at one of Jeremy's headshot 
shoots. Oh yeah. And it was so it was so expertly done yeah. with the the camera guy had his own costumer, costumer. Jeremy brought all his own wardrobe. Yeah, right. She looked at it, she put together a look. She was like, This is your train spotting look. This is like your broody, like <laughs> lawyer look. Anyway, all these like, you know, things that um in like acting or theater we might call your your type. And so I always felt really lost in that world. Like has definitely never any of the stereotypical types. Right. But even when we talked when we talked recently to um a handful of of OnlyFans models, female, and uh and they they talked about the same thing. Like the niche is a really kind Ooh. of important thing. And there's like a playing to type. Like that is you're obviously the girl next door or you're obviously the American psycho, you know, Ooh. whatever you're, whatever you're most likely to be cast at. But I feel like it, it might take like a, a hand, a team of experts to be like, Bridie, these are your, this yeah. is your niche. Yeah. I feel like I, my niche would be like the, um, the slightly awkward, a little bit nerdy comic book store owner who's hella <laughs> horny. And, uh, and some, some milf walks in to find a, you know, a, a, a Ninja Turtles comic for her son and just, just fucks you my think, shit you up. You think you're, you're young enough to get the milfs? Uh, yeah. I feel like you're... If I, I shave my face, are you fucking kidding me, Brady? When I shave, I look 22 <laughs> years younger than I am now. I look hey guys, <laughs> you You have these... I have an acting background as well. If you're getting a, a type or a rule type or something like that, and you have uh, a character that is innately you, that's mm. probably what you're going to identify best with makes you feel most comfortable. But if you can kind of like really get into character method acting compared to like Meisner or something like that, um, you can be anything you want. Mm -hmm. what, I, what I suggest to people is that they look at their favorite stuff and then look with, at people that have similar bodies. Mm. Because that, if they're getting a lot of views and they have a similar body to you and they're in the, the kind of category that you like, most likely you're going to be able to slide into that and be okay. Yeah, That's right. really interesting that a niche would be, so, it, it makes complete sense to me, but would, like the body type would dictate the niche. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it makes think sense. About, yeah, think about like, you know, like the... It, Again, like the nerdy stepbrother. Yeah. You know, totally. that starts banging his stepsister. Yeah. He's usually like a slender guy. He's not like super <laughs> jacked up. He's always kind of skinny with a, with a pair of glasses. With a massive piece on him for some reason. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> the, the, step, the step family, I'm so bored with the step family it's stuff. So it's so overdone. overdone. Yeah. But it, it, it keeps on going through permutations because you have yeah. a girl and a boy that's 18 years old every every second so like yeah. you're just gonna but that, i've never done that before and then they get the thrill of being that character for a while so it yeah. just keeps on perpetuating what are, what are what are some of the, like the performance sort of hacks or like performance secrets that that sort of come with the territory of of performing sexually in front of a camera specifically for males you know like um you know, like I, I, cause I've, I, I can imagine that, well, there, there's, there's, there's gotta be something said for like the amount of, of like physical control that one can, can, um, can master in terms of like, not, not blowing your load too fast or even keeping it hard enough for long enough. You know, you're doing like an hour and a half shoot. Like that's a, that's a long time to stay hard, you know? And like, what are there? Are there 
Are there like does everyone kind of have their own technique on how to show up as a performer and like get the shots that you need to fucking make, or or is there sort of like a playbook that gets handed down like through the the generations of like here here's some like key tips that you might not have thought about before. So there's going to be a couple different types of performers that do different things. You have your mainstream um, porn star actors that are hired for, to do a scene and they are not content creators per se. Yeah. And those people um, are said, I'm not familiar with that because I'm not doing those scenes all the time. I have a couple that are lined up for me, but um, Viagra, some kind of like uh, pill is common from what I've heard. I don't use that. Um, I'm pretty in tune with my body and I eat, like you can jack your testosterone level up if you eat a little bit of beef or a couple um, like nuts before you are like an hour before you're going on, but not so much food that your, your blood is all in the stomach rather than down where it needs mm -hmm. to be. So having the right meal before is going to be kind of essential for me. Um, if I am in a position where a girl is riding me, I'm going to have the blood drain back into me pretty quick, depending on my circulation and stuff like if i'm really um if I'm, my heart beating is my heart's beating really fast and i'm like it's cardio for me i have no problems but if i'm just laying there and the girl's riding me yeah all the blood's draining back down in my stomach again and, and it's got to go someplace so i got to switch the position in order to get back interesting but, i never uh, thought about that that makes yeah. so much like physiologically Wait, that makes so much sense to because me. it's all concentrated in the penis and then uh then it's you're more likely to come uh, no, 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 not, not about coming, just about like keeping it hard. Like if you're, oh, if, I see. if you're focusing on getting blood flow to your dick, but you're just laying there. Oh, I see. Not yep. doing much. And yep. you know, the, your partner's the one that's like kind of you're riding, passive. right. And you're just passively yeah. laying there. Yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. The other thing is screen chemistry too. This is big for me. And if I don't feel like I can rock it with somebody or I would want to, and in, in like, if I don't find that person attractive enough to have sex with, and I'm, I'm cued to have sex with them, it's going to be much more difficult if yeah. the arousal levels. And that doesn't even mean that, that she, she has the same uh, stereotypical build that you would assume is unattractive or attractive. It's just the chemistry between the two people. Yeah. And uh, I like. Um, so they don't do screen tests in pornography. They don't well, get you together okay, with your co-actors and, and be like, let's see if they can. Intrigue not, each other. Not exactly. Everything is kind of like show up and do it. But uh, if you're going to a big production company, like at this event that I went to last week, uh, I was talking to Stormy Daniels and she said, hey, you're really cute. And I said, hey, get me on Wicked. She's, she works with Wicked. Yeah. And she's like, if you want to come out to LA, I'll give you a screen test. You can do a, you can do a test with one of the people. Just get your your uh, blood work done or your, your STD test, test over. Uh, tell me when you're going to be out here and we'll get you set up to do something. Amazing. So yeah, that's, that's going to be me in front of the camera with an eight person crew or whatever it is, or a couple people, I don't know, but it's going to be, how do I handle the situation? And it's not always easy too, because I'm, I'm shooting with myself and a bunch of cameras set up, but if I have other people in the room, yeah, I, I can have sex. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but um, you got to get conditioned to it. You got to yeah, actually yeah. be comfortable with it. So it takes a little bit of practice for that. Turn me on podcast. We'll be back after this short break. Mm -hmm. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you ignore the other people in the room or do you use the audience? You wink at them every yeah. once in a while. You know, and the camera's not on your face. You just look at them and wink right in the face. <laughs> so this past week, I was at the award ceremony for XBiz and um, I, I was talking to a girl and I said, you want to go back to the hotel room and fuck? And she goes, sure. And we walk back and we're going back to the hotel room and there's a guy sleeping on the couch and she's like, just don't worry about him. Just come to the bedroom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And, uh, we, we proceed to have sex and I hear a knock at the door and another guy comes in and it's the guy that was passing out the awards at the, the, the oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a cigar in his mouth and he's standing at the end of the bed and I'm naked halfway inside of her. And I, I wasn't doing a scene. This was just for like fun. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 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 And I, I think to myself, okay, this is like college again, where your roommate walks in or like, you, yeah. you know, you're just in that environment where someone's got you know, your roommate or whatever. Hey, sorry, man, but I need to use, it was kind of like that. Like he's just there. And I talked to him for a couple minutes and <laughs> proceeded to, to do what I needed to do. So, wow. I love really that. Funny. What a life. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking happening at the, uh, like XBiz awards and like yeah. the avians and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, I think a lot of people find it uh, a good time to um, collaborate because mm. they're together. And if they got a camera, yeah, I didn't bring cameras. I wasn't set up in the same hotel, but in the next, that was my first event, but um, would it happen 
as on the fly as all that? Like if you had been at that situation with that lady and you were like, let's go fuck. And she said, yes. And you happen to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a content creator doing stuff on right. whether it be OnlyFans or putting your stuff up on like a right. paid Pornhub site or whatever, like but it makes would, sense to me that it could be very run and gun, you know, in terms of let's creating get a camera in here as long as it, well, it's it's in the category of gonzo porn that way yes, like, that it's yeah. just straight sex scene there's no storyline there's yeah. no it's just sex mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of creativity in these scenes uh consequently with the what i did with this girl she did a scene eight hours before with a guy on the couch that was sleeping there right okay. and she she tweeted out being with him and his name's king louie and the dude's got like a 13 inch dong <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus, like, wow. Yeah. This is, wow. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like how did yeah. I get here? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, above average, but I'm, I'm like, I'm at the, the acceptable range for porn. Like, right. okay, you just, you just cleared the line here. That's yes. where I'm at. Right, right. So it's not like, um, <clears throat> I, I have this trophy cock that's everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> but it's from what she experienced with me. I assumed that she really enjoyed it because she texted me like four times, and she's like, "How are you doing? If you ever want to do a scene again, I had fun." And I'm like, "Okay." She just took a 13 inch dong, then me, and was texting me a couple times. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I did something right. <laughs> so, yeah. so are you gonna? Are you gonna? You're gonna tape and like pursue LA, or are you feeling pretty committed to where you're at? I have some content that I'm going to be creating with stories. Um, I'm creating a comic book series called the alpha. It's okay. actually a um, kind of like a graphic novel style uh, rendered. Um, imagine a comic book character having sex with a real human being on video. I'm kind of merging the two. Okay. Sure, okay. Like uh, Roger Rabbit. Who framed Ooh. Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that's, now. that's more cartoony. I'm thinking more like graphic novel style, like, uh, yeah. black and white drawing but also color a little bit like sin yeah. city a little yeah, bit yeah there yeah there you go yeah or like scott watchman scott pilgrim kind of kind of yeah 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 um do you have like do, do you have a i've i've been watching porn for uh quite a long time and and my, at my fr- least a decade <laughs> oh at least uh my <laughs> my, my, my first job was a was a sex store in my hometown and uh, and so I had the I had the privilege of getting two free rentals an, a day when I worked there, and so I was just like constantly bringing home videos and watching them. And I became a massive Joanna Angel fan, like huge fan of. We had her on the show of her work. She came on the podcast, and like the reason I loved her so much is because she was doing these like really fucked up like horror movie spoofs. And turning them into porns, right? So, like, she did like Reanimator and and like like wow. okay. like Evil Dead and stuff like that. They're and they're 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 so over the top, so graphic, so full of like gore, and then of course just fucking everywhere, right? So, if I like in my mind, like if my dream, if I ever did get into porn, my dream would be to be in a Joanna Angel production, right. you know, especially the one with like some goop and some horror, right? Yeah. So, do you have do you have like a do you have a a sort of performer or a creator or a studio that like you really look up to or that like, you know, in a perfect world that you would be like, I would fucking in a second, I'd say yes to do it, doing a job like that. Well, actually, I had the opportunity to meet one of those people 
and it was completely random and it was kind of like a fluke. Um, Alex Adams, and you probably never really think about his name. You probably, I'm pretty sure you've seen him if you watch porn consistently. He does a channel called um, Family Therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. It, it is step fantasy stuff, but his acting and the way that he actually like makes the scenes are really freaking cool. Like cool. He, he does a good job in terms of like excitement. And it's mostly like POV, right? Like you, you, you don't see him very often. Yeah. 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 He, I'm he, familiar. <laughs> yeah. He does POV. He sometimes he's in it full, full shot. Yeah. But he and I are about the same size. So like I'm empathetic when it comes to watching porn and I watch people like that are similar to me. I kind of like put the, the blinders on and get into that perspective of being that person. And he's, he's built similar to me and um, his, his content's really good. I, I would not want to do step family porn, but his yeah. scenes, the way that he does and the amount of scenes, he's, he's the most viewed porn star in Pornhub. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And it's a so, lot of content. As far as talking to people who work in this, in, in um, the sex industry goes, uh, when we usually ask the question, like, what are your hard out or your hard nose? Um, I re- rarely hear something as benign sounding as step sibling scenario. Like usually it's something a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like something that would be on, all of our uh, existing lists of like hard outs. Like three dicks in your ass at one time. Like yeah, that's a hard out. Exactly. That would be a hard out for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Too many, so too many dicks at one time. <laughs> I, I am, I am not one for, when I was young, when I was like 18, I was experimenting with like, Oh, I'm going to put a popsicle in you and ice cubes and doing, and it was experimental, but there's girls that want to, do experimental pushing the boundaries of reality kind of stuff. And this one girl I met, she's a porn star. I'm not going to say her name, but she, she wanted me to double fist her ass. Ooh, oh, wow. Ouch. Holy fuck. For pleasure. Oh, and, and this is not like, oh. not did you say no me. or did you try? <laughs> I, I didn't do it. I don't think. No, I you were just I like, no, I don't think I, no, I, I, think I, think I can do that. That makes, I, that makes me queasy. There, there's times in my probably still like I'd be like okay maybe out of an experimental situation but it's not like oh I'm getting so aroused by this right no, yeah it's, it's not just, like, like novelty excitement it's no, just it, like eh. yeah and anal sex with some girls takes like they edit that a lot because it takes forever to actually like okay you gotta go half inch at a time and yeah. you're just like yeah breathe and thank you for saying that because I don't think enough people are aware are <laughs> that aware that it's a slow it. yeah. pace. Not thing. always the case though. Not, Not always. Not always. It, it, arousal plays a big part in that, I can yeah. imagine. At it's least it has yeah. for me. For poppers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but for for off limits for my body, um I'm I'm not gay. Um I, I think that all human beings are trisexual. I think that we're conditioned to be what we are from our upbringing, from our environment, from our genetics, all that stuff. And it's just, I, I put a, a price in my ass of a yeah. million dollars. If, and I'm not talking about like a cumulative million. I'm like, if someone offered me a million, I'd probably be like, okay, you can take my ass. Yeah. But 
I think a million, a million. It's good to have a fucking price tag. Man, it's good to have a price tag. I agree. It's good to know your boundaries. I agree. Yeah, a million though. That's a lot. I, I, I mean, don't like, need. I, I'd I probably need say. The money. What yeah. about? Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah, right. it's true. And that's a, those are good boundaries to have at work, no sure. matter what your job. Like yeah. you should know. Like I, I'm not willing to be that uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not willing to have a, a have one of these mics up my ass. It's like sure you can put this mic up my ass, but. <laughs> It's gonna cost a yeah, million dollars. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think my number would be as high as a million, though. No. What would your price be? Oh fuck, dude! Right now, fuck, probably like <laughs> five thousand. Fucking ten G's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I talk to these two guys and they just each <laughs> and they're like fifteen grand. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick on that one. Okay. Yeah, ten, 10 grand. I'd be like, it's okay, a menu. Sure. It's That's really good. a menu you need to create I, for yeah. your own services. There's, it's not necessarily the physical action. It's more the reputation and the uh, oh, I see. Yes, that's I on see. there. Yeah, I see. So, yeah. like, making it something that's something extraordinary makes it more exciting to me too. It's not mm. like oh, fifteen. Like, you're gonna yeah. make fifteen grand this year. So but like, would you do like, would you do, um, I mean, this isn't the same thing, but like, what about, uh, what about like just getting your, your ass like eaten on, uh, on like on screen or with, um, oh, yeah. a strap on yeah, right. by a no, female, no strap on. I, I'm not no. into male domination. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind of the thing. I don't mind someone playing with my ass if, if they have a couple fingers or yeah. like a small toy or something like that, but it's got to feel good. It's not like I'm going to destroy your ass. Yeah. 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 It's more sensual for me and kind of feeling. Um, I, I really can't think of something that I wouldn't do with another female body. Yeah. And that's basically the, the boundaries that I have for this stuff. But arousal factors, there's some things that I can watch in porn that I can't actually do in sex that arouse the shit out of me. Mm. And I mentioned this in another podcast. Have you ever heard of gruel? Gruel? I'm, like G-R-U-L-E? No. Or Gruel. I think or, it's E-L. Sorry, G-R-O-O-L. Could be either way. I can't remember. Okay. Gruel. So this is when a girl has very thick fluid that's dripping from her pussy. Yeah. 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 If she's getting pounded in the ass and it's just dripping, that excites me. But you can't see it when you're doing it. That's true. So I, Unless I you have a mirror. Unless you have a good side view mirror. That's even difficult because it's kind of like... <laughs> behind you below you it's it's you it's, can't plan that you can't plan for that moment but on on camera i just <laughs> I'm like what is this i'm like i'm getting very excited by this and it, it's it turns me on and i i can watch someone that i was in a relationship i could watch him bang you if you were my girlfriend and be fine with that and be like damn that's hot so, what yeah, do you think I, that is like is it just like a a, a difference in lens of sexuality mm. and what it is to exchange sex. Mm -hmm. Do you think like, cause not everybody feels that way and not everybody thinks that way. Some people get physically ill, even yeah. just thinking, thinking about, about it, it. even yeah. just hearing about something like that, like in a television show or something, they get fucking revolted. But I can kind of empathize with what you're saying. It's like, I can, and I'm curious, but like, you know, have you, have you had relationships with people who are in the industry or have people had? I'm, I'm, it's weird because the more, popular i'm getting like i'm i'm at this like elevation or like exponential growth point right now where just my name's getting out there everywhere and people are recognizing me and stuff and uh i'm getting more attract uh, uh attraction from girls that are not in the industry 
And I, I had a girl that just visited me last night that I hadn't seen in six months randomly text me and say, can I come over? And I'm like, hmm. I couldn't tell her what I was doing because I was just building my site then and I was doing cam stuff on, on Tinder. And now I'm getting into like full-fledged porn with production and stuff. And I don't think she could handle it. I don't think she would be able to handle the, so I was just quiet on the situation. Yeah. There's that there's like sensing that someone may not be able to handle it. And there's also sensing like, that's not really where my head's at right now. Like it's, Based on what you just said, you sound very like you're in a headspace of like kind of like career focused and not really looking for. I mean, it sounds like she was calling you for like booty call. I'm not saying she's wants to be your long term girlfriend, but that that's a different conversation. Well, she she's Chinese and it's un, not 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 uh, she's traditional Chinese. OK. Mm. And she, she doesn't tell anybody that she's with a white guy. And this is kind of the or a porn star. <laughs> Yeah, or, or she, doesn't, she doesn't exactly know about that. She yeah, was, exactly. I, I kind of kept it away from her, <laughs> but um, it, it's completely different in the culture in that way. So, um, if I were to have a relationship with a star and we had an open relationship, I, I don't. I, I haven't done it yet. I don't know how you guys do what you do. And it's, it's a mystery to me, but I'm curious about it because I, I think part of it is the possession aspect, like you're mine. And mm. then the other part is the responsibility aspect. If you were pregnant. Right. Like, or just and, your emotions or just taking care of someone else's emotional well-being mm. is a lot, whether, whether or not there's a second person. Yeah, involved. that's, that's true too. Like your cuddled buddy and the person that could she gives you support or whatever, but, um, it's for this particular girl I was just talking about. The problem with her is she she says this is just for fun, but then she goes through the process of saying what the requirements are for being in a serious relationship with her when mm. in the same conversation. And I'm like, this is confusing. Like, that sounds. Do you confusing. want that or do you want this? So, uh, I would just advise you to just focus on your career and let the relationship. I, no, I, I am. I'm just, that was just kind of very recent and she came over last night. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're, it's fresh on your mind. Yeah. It's nice that you're thinking about, it. I mean, you know, whether or not it's just a booty call for her, it's nice to be taken seriously enough to, to do the thinking that you're thinking about. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's a lot of complications when it comes to relationships. I'm focused on building an empire, building a reputation and having some, some, something to leave a legacy behind, which will mm. be pretty interesting. So. That's where it, I'm at. Is it is it one of those things where like, you know, when you decide to get into this and even now having been in it, um, is it is it one of those things that you've kind of told most of the people in your life, you know, close friends, family members, or is it one of those things where you're you're, you're quite selective in who you kind of uh, who you openly delve into what you do with? In in my book, I talk about having uh, a little bit of a barrier a little bit of um, just not to express that so quickly. Mm. Be there are people that will murder you because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like extreme Christians that are just crazy and you're just, yeah. You don't want you in the neighborhood. And you're just like, okay, this is not. So you want to just be your normal self. And then if people ask you what you do, I say, I'm an author. 
I, I, uh, publisher, content creator, media, I, I say something like that. And if I get more attention from them or more interest in them, I, I tell them, well, I, you know, I do porn. So <laughs> yeah, right, right. I love that. And well, then all of a sudden know. floodgates are open and they're like, tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. yeah. Do you find yeah. that when people find, I mean, aside from the Christians, uh, when people find out what you do, they're like, <gasps> what's it like? Are they super curious? Because we found that when we started doing this podcast about sex, people are like, totally, tell yeah. us everything. Yeah. Women, women get aroused more. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. <laughs> honestly, I, I they're, they're automatically assuming that you have some kind of sexual quality that they're going to be ensured some kind of orgasm or some kind of like satisfaction. Mm. Right. I think that's part of it. Like if you, you're, you're a stud mm. and you're basically, you're skilled. And mm. I think that's the underlying tone that makes them a little bit excited. But as far as like bring them home to meet my parents, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. haven't gotten there yet. You haven't met that that person yet. No, no. I mean, this is all. I'm I'm not super into that, but it's all developing qu- rather quickly for me. So yeah, hold on yeah. to your hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny G, um, uh, author, porn star, author of. Um, uh, how to be a male porn star in six to nine days. Uh, how can people find the book? Where can people, where can people find the book and plug yourself? I mean, where, you know, where can people find you maybe? All right. So right now I have a handle on social media called doggy style and that's my publisher company. There's two Y's in the spelling. Okay. So if you go to doggystyle.com, that will give you a link to my books, which you could purchase for digital download. Um, I'm on Amazon for print copies. Barnes and Noble for for ebooks. Uh, pretty much anywhere books are sold, you can get the ebook. But print is only on Amazon. Uh, it's in four different languages. It's in uh, Spanish, English, Chinese, and Hindi. And Amazing. I did that because these are actually the biggest porn markets in the world. So, wow, smart, very cool, very smart. Yes. Um, you can hit me up on my website or find my actual contact information from the website and social media. I'm pretty active there. Um, Doggy Style is my brand and I'm kind of working on that. There's a new project I'm working on and it is called Supernatural Detectives. And it's... (laughs) I am am intrigued. We are on the edges of our seats. (laughs) So this is just not even out yet. You guys are the first to hear about this. Um, supernatural dicks is the thing, like detectives. And ah, I'm, yes, okay. I'm in search for supernatural phenomenon that is related to sex. And I will be visiting haunted houses that are real and having sex inside of them. Oh, my uh, God. oh dude, yes. Yeah. And Fuck. it's kind yeah, Talk about it's a kind niche. of like horror, <laughs> uh, but more reality-based stuff. But the, the stuff that you want to see on Ghost Hunters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But porn style, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's so cool. I'm stoked on that. <laughs> and that one's, that one's going to be on OnlyFans. So. Okay. 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 And Supernatural Detectives. Amazing. I um, love it. Stoked. Okay, I'll keep, be keeping my eyes peeled for that for sure. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. Johnny for... G, thank you, man. Yeah, this has been a real treat to be able to sit down and talk to you and get a little bit of insight into the uh, the life of a, a, a porn star and an author. Thank you so much. No problem. Yes, uh, pleasure being here. 
All right, there we go. That was our conversation that with Johnny it. G. That, that was, was it. it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And uh, thanks again, folks. Uh, June 8th, Ottawa, coming to you. Live show. It's our first live show in years. So we'd love to fucking see your faces Absolutely. out there. Uh, that is it for this week. Until next week. <sighs> go touch yourself. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.